0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Down. So happy to be here with you today. The music in the background from our good buddy, Mr. Torrin Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his album, Citizen of Heaven. Today on the show is one of my very first writer friends ever, Robin Dance. She is incredible. has been writing with Encourage for a long, long time. Her first book, For All Who Wander, just released, and I think you're going to love it. So here's my conversation with my friend, Robin Dance. Okay, you've had a charmed writing experience. Tell me about that, because so many people listening love and want
1: to be a writer, and they hear horror stories. We never hear charm stories. Ooh, well, my, my journey has been long and not always fun. Yeah. But writing this book from start to finish has been, it's been fantastic. Really? But it, what was so great is as I have heard the horror stories, right? Yeah. It hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been without bumps in the road, but I have enjoyed every single bit of it. And I think I thought writing a book would be like writing, what, 20 blog posts. Yeah. Surprise! it wasn't. Yeah. And, and even the discovery of that has been great. Yeah. Uh, so Do you
0: think some of that is, because I'm thinking about my friends who are listening who are 50 and my friends who are listening who are 20, mm-hmm. do you think some of your ability to enjoy the whole process is because you've lived life? Would Absolutely. this have been the same if you'd have gotten a publishing deal at 25?
1: No. And, Annie, I'm so thankful I didn't. Uh, you know I've been in this space for a long oh my while. Gosh, that, we've been yeah. friends since 2006. It, it, it was – I started blogging in 2005. I, I actually let somebody read my blog in 2006. Yeah. And you and I met in – it might it, take, it may have it was before I lived here, and I moved here in 08. Then it might have been 2007. Okay. Yeah. It was whatever – it was the year I decided to take my writing seriously. Yeah. Oh, and – That was so precious. It
0: was, right? What a sweet Mm. time when that was blogging
1: was a it was a different animal. I know. I miss it. Do you miss it? There are elements that I miss a lot because it was so there was nothing in it for us other than we connected in real ways. Yes. We were not trying to accomplish a thing other than Tell our stories. Yeah. It was a creative outlet and it was fun and it was no one was jockeying for position or or whatever came with it when it got a little odd. yeah, and so, but I feel like we're almost making a circle back to a sweet space. I think people have, clamored for so long. I, yeah. I mean, I was a clamor. I mean, you knew me. In some all, of my, I mean, yeah,
0: all yeah. of us. When when someone offers you a ladder, you try to climb it. I mean, yeah, there just wasn't a ladder when we started. Right. And then someone gave us all a ladder. And it was like, oh, well, OK, let's get it Yes, up. You didn't do it. I, I don't have any memory of you doing anything yeah. bad behavior wise, but um, I don't remember you doing anything outside of what all of us were doing.
1: You know, the thing is, you're in it, and you're just living this thing. And I think, you know, I've heard this said before. I didn't want to write a book. I am not the writer sitting in this chair who has always known that I wanted to be a writer. Ah, okay. Okay? I wanted to have, I wanted to be the person who had written a book. Writing a book is hard, <laughs> you know? There's <laughs> I a slight... to have a book out.
0: Yeah. I didn't want to have to
1: write it. You know, yeah. that's work. That right. is work, and we have to staple our rears to the chair, and, right. and, and, you know, you don't wait for the inspiration. When I talk about letting it come to me, that wasn't about waiting for this, you know, starry-eyed inspiration to come. It was doing the work of it. Yes. You know, it is sitting down every day, begging God for the next thing, hoping that you're true to the story that is right, that's already written. Yeah. It's written. In, in the economy of God, it's a done deal, and so yeah. I just want to catch up with Him. I say that so. all the
0: time that that I feel like there's a bookshelf in heaven that the Lord has all my books, and he and I just ask Him to hand me down the next one He wants me to write. Yeah. And so when I'm writing, I'm not trying to make something new; I'm trying to write the book that already exists.
1: Yeah, I love I love the idea of that. Yeah. And because you know that. Yeah, makes... it's not biblical. To be yeah. fair to everyone,
0: the <laughs> Bible doesn't say that's true. It just is what but, it feels like to me.
1: When I think about God, is God is. The economy of God is is not something we can even understand, right? He knows the end from the beginning, the yeah. beginning from the end, and so I kind of think that you, theologically, you might be not be too far off. Yeah, you know, I, I just have you. such
0: a hope that my grandmothers have the whole collection already. Oh, when that that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I just love that idea of they're like, man, Annie hasn't even released all these on Earth, but they're released in Heaven,
1: and they get they get the they get the copy.
0: That's right. They got advanced they, copies. they, they not have not the autographed <laughs> yet, but they've got the advanced reader copy. That's exactly right. So it started with blogging. Yeah, and w- talk about that. Just for I just gosh, there are so many people who are nodding along with you about the clamoring feel. Mm-hmm. W- do you mind just talking about what that felt like and what were you clamoring for? Because I don't remember you doing it, so I'm just yeah. interested. There's so many of us who want to do the thing we aren't doing right now. What's the difference between pursuing and clamoring?
1: Well, I think it's a state of the heart, uh. right? So it's interior. It's not. Sometimes you can see it. You know that that scarcity mentality that was out yeah. there. There were some things that were happening in the early when when blogging was coming into its own. Remember the Walmart moms? Yes, yes. You know, it kind of created. Listen, not to the. I thought it was a brilliant idea. Yeah, brilliant idea. But it created a scarcity mentality because everybody couldn't do that, right? Yeah. The opportunities that were coming to some people, everybody couldn't have opportunity, uh, the same opportunity. Yeah. And so I think it 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 did. It was new. We didn't really know how to read it. I think it was tapping on a nerve for people. They were seeing that they could do something with their writing. Yeah. That, and it wasn't just about making a dollar. I don't think it was about that. But no, I it was think, about the power of influence, too. Yeah, especially
0: yeah. that. That crowd. I like those girls. This isn't a conversation about those no, girls, but uh-uh. but this the crowd that says I can influence people to buy a thing.
1: Yeah, and it. You know, I don't. I think it took a it took a minute to figure out what that was all about. And so in that season, like with 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 me, as I look at and where this is I like was, like 10? Mm, go back a little bit, so it okay. would be two thousand nine, two thousand ten, okay, two thousand eleven. Yeah, I, I was a glory hog. And so what I knew, like I, I know there was the question raised to me by friends, you know, why aren't you writing? Why aren't you pursuing that? And again, you know, it wasn't a dream of mine. People, people say that a lot to me right now in this season with my books released. Yeah. You know, you finally realized a, a dream. Not everyone can do that. Well, I'm proud of it. It was work. And I love that I wrote this book. I'm proud of the message. I feel like. The Lord gave it to me to share. I got to live it first. I had to live it first. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, and so then you get to write it and steward your life and your experience. But it wasn't, because it wasn't something I always wanted to do. I think I was misplaced in what I wanted. My affections were misplaced. I know I took my eyes off of Christ. I knew mm-hmm. I, I was not in it to honor Him. Yeah. And so I think I kept myself from myself, right? I didn't pursue it because I knew the heart of me. And it was pretty dark in that season. So what I mean when, I, you know, a glory hog, I wanted what was rightfully God's. I wanted to make much of myself. I wanted to be front and center. Today where I find—and and I know the difference because today I want to hide behind the Lord. I want to behi- I hide behind the words that He gives me and the stories that He gives me Okay, to tell. so what's
0: that really look like, though, on like a Tuesday? Because. Yeah. To you, what does yeah. it what does it mean? How did you know that feeling in you? And what does it actually look like to the difference between like I want to be recognized for this, and I want God to be recognized for this? What does that really look like?
1: Again, it's interior. I don't oh, think okay. it, I don't think it's something that you're going to out unless someone is. You see some blatant attempts at right, we're like okay, yeah, really, really trying, and there yeah. a, there is no hiding it for someone like me. I'm a I'm a recovering pleaser,
0: yeah,
1: right. So I can keep. I can present one thing, and in, in the interior spaces, it's a very different animal. But for me, it was—it was really the knowledge of what I wanted, and I did not want to bring glory or honor to the Lord. I didn't want to dishonor Him. So don't sure, feel like sure, it's the sure. opposite of that, right? right. But I wanted—I wanted the accolade that comes with fame or notoriety, and I don't think we're made for fame. Yeah. You know, we're we're made to reflect it, yeah. and so. I ju- I'm just happy that this opportunity came my way in a season where I didn't need it. I had what mm. I needed, you know. And so the timing of it for me was beautiful. You yeah. know, it was this. It was really. It was deeply spiritual. Yeah, I found my place in a myself in a place of need for God in a way that I had not needed Him before. Yeah. Look, when you are resourceful, when you are accustomed to being able to accomplish pretty much what you want. You can rely on your own strength, and it will go so far, right? We right. we all have talents and abilities, and we right. can do the things. And so I think for me in that season, what my story is, is that God said, fine, sister, knock yourself out. Let's see what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. And so for me, it was a slow fade into a place of totally taking my eyes off of God while still going through the motions of faith. And mm. so it landed me in a place that was pretty dark, right? Yeah. And so when so you're
0: still like going to church, you're still oh, yeah. opening your Bible, but there's more interior eye rolling.
1: Well, and and maybe not so much eye rolling as apathy or indifference, mm. and that's that's a scary thing. It, it yeah. was a, it was a, to me that is a scary place. I think, and, and cynicism creeps in at that point. You you don't fully trust people yeah. because you can't really trust anything when you're in that yeah. space.
0: So it's you know people say it's way more devastating when someone doesn't think of you than when they hate you.
1: And I live some of, the, oh, you know what? This is what happened. You know when you're when you're talking about the things that happen when you're in that space, you are not thinking with uh with right eyes. You know yeah. your 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 perspective is is not trustworthy. yeah, And so you are not seeing clearly. You aren't seeing accurately, but that's your reality. Yeah. you know your perception is. Right. So, but you know, for you know, I'm thinking for the listener who's kind of wandering and th- wondering about what it's like to be in a place of you know, what does it mean to write? Yeah. What does it mean to fulfill that dream? If that is a dream, you know, I'm yeah. sure a lot of your listeners are in this writing sure. world yeah. and and want that. And so, you know, I think it's important to understand your motive in it, and yeah. and when. When your motive is right, it is one of the greatest things you could do. It's
0: such a hard spot to find often because for me, because it feels like a lot of times when people talk about if you have a good motive, then you aren't driven. Right? Yeah. Oh, I wish people could have seen your face. You yeah. were like, uh, what? <laughs> mm. You YouTube face responded, not podcast responded. But I mean, that is a like... Okay, God'll just handle my book get my books getting to all the right people. Yeah. And it is true. Christine Kane says God puts books in hands. And I quote her about that all the time because we can't make people buy things. Right. But you also have the ability to tell your friends that you have a book out or an album out or that you're working on something or, you know,
1: whatever don't, the thing is you're doing. Don't you think like where I like I had a hard time because of my story, right? Because I know I'm this recovering glory hog, yeah. you know, in addition That's to such I mean, a funny thing. Yeah, glory I, hog. I got a lot of, you know, my people pleasing. I'm recovering from a lot yeah. of things. But when you know that about yourself, it. I had a hard time in the beginning of this reconciling, how can you promote your work? How can mm. you get it? Because that puts you front and center, right? And I was, it, it, that was a little bit in my head until I, and I, I think God really just changed my heart in that he called me to this work. It's not wasted work. It is a message that he wants to get in somebody's hands. I'm not responsible for whose hands it lands in, but it is my responsibility to steward that work. I think it's a stewardship issue. And so I had a great opportunity. I got to write this book. And so whatever I can do, I'm going to do to support the work of it because I get to point people to Jesus. I mean... Right. What a great Nothing work. Right. You know? Right. And so it's no longer about me. I mean, I get to be part of it. I get to partner with him in that. And I don't think I could have said that 10 or 15 years ago when I was striving for these, these things because that was secondary. Hmm. You know, honoring or, or any glory to him was secondary to what it could do for me, what's in it for yeah. me. And so now I'm, it, there's such freedom in it being about the thing. Yes. So. I mean, I love the timing of it. I, I wouldn't have wanted it before now, and I am enjoying it and having yeah. so much fun with it, and it's not perfect, and it's not without its heartache or its tears or the things that it, it conjures in a heart to relive some of these things, but it's good. Right now, as
0: your book has just come out, how much are you spending time having to do this wrestling interior, or is it done, and now you're on the better side of it?
1: Now, when you, you're asking about the wrestling of wandering in your faith— no, just like the th- about the book release and and oh, having the, you know, I, I'm having not wrestling. Yeah. yeah, I mean it is. It's just like I'm I'm on the ride and I'm having fun with yeah. it. and so you know I'm learning things and I think part of my issue too is pride because I've been in the space for a long while. I've walked. I mean I've walked along you and I've watched your career. It is so fun to see where you are today, oh, because nice. I got to see you. I mean,
0: literally, we were day one together. I know.
1: Yeah. I mean, the fun. Um, I remember the first time I met you. It was at She Speaks, right? Yeah, for sure. And that 2007. was... 2007. Were you still that teaching then? That was our first then?
0: year. Yes, I was still teaching school.
1: And so, so what happened we, to your we car? We
0: started our... You and I started our, Insta, our Twitter accounts on the same day. Did, remember, we ha- all sat around the table? No,
1: I don't remember that. Yeah, we all... Shoot, They I taught want us remember. how
0: to... Um, we were in the hallway of the hotel... And at those round tables, and Sophie and Melanie were already on, and a bunch of us were sitting around, and they were like, y'all should get on Twitter, and you and I did it the same day. That
1: is so funny. But what, okay, am I remembering wrong? Was something wrong with your car, or there was an issue with being locked out, and Sophie found you? Yes. And and like, you didn't know anyone as she speaks. (laughs) I didn't either. We didn't know anyone. No. No. We were brave. That was back before the internet.
0: Let's all be brave. That was before the internet made it easy to stalk people you were going to be at an event with. So you'd be like, hey, we're both at this thing. It was like... Hey, we're we all want to grow in this. Yeah. And there's and at the time they had a blogger track. That's right. And that's what we did is we went on the blog I did at least. I yeah. did the blogger track and I think I did a little bit of the book writing, but I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna write a book. And so I think I went to magazine writing. Yes. Oh, we did a magazine writing one too. Yeah. Man. I wonder if she speaks still does. I love that conference. When people yeah. ask me, they want, I want to be a writer. What should I do next? I almost always say go to She Speaks. That was a good... A
1: woman. It's a good content. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, you're going to come away knowing more than yeah. than when you walked into yeah. that place. What made you go that year? I mean, it's so arrogant to me, but that was... The, it was... I was taking my writing seriously. Yeah. I feel like I need to say that with a deep voice. Yes. Um, that's
0: not arrogant. I think that's yeah. really great.
1: Yeah but, I, yeah. but I know where I was. You know where your heart was, yeah. right? Sure, yeah. Yeah. sure, sure, And so it was... I mean, and again, that was... Uh, um. It was... I wanted a lot of different things yeah. in that season. And so and you know, and some of the things I got, it's really funny what happens to a dog when he's chasing his tail and he actually catches it. Uh-huh. I feel like that was a little bit like me and I don't know where I just got that. That's I just had good. that image, you know, that running in circles yes. and go, uh, well, he doesn't well, know what like, he does. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that was a little bit me because some of the things like some of my story is I got some of the things that I set as goals.
0: Yeah.
1: And I wasn't and and really that was the end of my undoing, the, yeah. the beginning of my undoing. And and I even love that part of it. Now, I wasn't loving it so much in season. Well, sure. Yeah. Right. Wasn't fun. No. It was not fun. No.
0: The thing I really want us to help identify, help people identify as they're yeah. listening yeah, is how you know when to move. It's so many people go, "Do are my motives okay? Am I mm-hmm. allowed to want this? I, I want to have another kid. I want to get married. I want to write mm-hmm. a book. I want to change careers. I want to go to grad school. Okay. How do I know if I want it too much? How do you know if you
1: want it too much? Well, I wish I had the answer to that. That's a great <laughs> sorry <question>. everybody. <laughs> yeah, let me give you the answer. Let me play that for you i think I think you actually know, uh. I think you do know, and so can you be honest with yourself um can is there someone a, a trusted someone who could really say the things yeah. back to you that you need to hear? Yeah. You know we all need those people in our lives who will tell us what we need to hear and not what we not what we want to hear. hear yeah right. and And as I think, you know, and I know there have been seasons where I've really struggled in community and in friendship. And it wasn't, you know, when you're struggling with that, it doesn't mean you're without friends or without a kind of community. But what is it that you're looking for? What is it that you think you want? And sometimes you have what you don't, you already have what you don't know you need. And I think, and and, and sometimes it doesn't look like you envision it to look. You know, I know for me, uh, for instance, is I was, um, Really craving a community that was elusive to me. This is this is this is part of the book. Yeah. Um, wanting this community that that I could not. We find. haven't even
0: said the title for all who wander. For all who wander. W well, A N D E R. Yes, oh, wonder. For it's all who easy
1: wander. to. It's easy to. I've actually found a typo where wonder was in there when it was should have been a wander. Ah, uh-uh, I have that like, Happens. Mm, yeah, if, typos you, if there's happens. five typos or less, you're in great. Oh. Ca- nobody has a perfect book.
0: Yeah. So you're fine.
1: And that's okay. close. I wonder how many people catch that besides yes. me.
0: Okay, so why was this the right book for you to write as your first, like, this is your first independent, like, yes. your first book. You've been in right. other books, but this is your first book.
1: You know, this was, this was, this came out of a, um, this is from Encourage. Uh huh. The original pitch to me was, came to me as a felt need for the Encourage community. Yeah. And so it started off in one direction, it, it took a pivot, it went in okay. a little bit different direction. I don't think I, it, it was You'll understand when I say it was prescriptive Christian living, and yeah. that's not what this is. It's yeah. memoir. And I was really so thankful. I think, you know, the people that I was working with gave me the freedom to write like I write. Yeah. And so I knew it because I was really seeking God in it. It was, as I tell you, like I know the difference with me when I am doing something in my own strength. This was the, oh, this is so hard to admit, and I'm admitting it to all of your Thank you. listeners that this is really the first time in my life that something was beyond my ability to accomplish. Oh, and that's good I was to hear. truly that's leaning into God. I mean, you know, and it's a thing. It's like, what does that look like? Well, it looks like the next word. It yeah. looks like the next idea. It looks like the next sentence, the next chapter. And
0: at the start of the project, you go, I actually know I don't have what it takes to finish this.
1: And I and I, I uh, knew that at the that beginning. He, yeah. Yeah. And I knew that eighty percent in. Yeah, that's right. And you know what? I miss I miss that feeling of desperation a little bit. It wants me. To, it makes me want to keep writing. Mm. You know, because that is the place. That is a sweet spot for me. Yeah. Where you know to have a thing in your life, and you know, I hope your listeners have this, or or begin to pray to have this, or begin to seek it, whether yeah. it's through prayer or however that they begin to seek a thing in their life that they can't do on their own. Yeah. Because it's powerful when you when you get to experience that thing, whatever it may be, and it's not just a writing thing. Right. There is there is great joy in that. There is so much satisfaction in not being able to do it. huh. Who knew? Right. So what is that What is that feeling? What is it that happens in the middle
0: when you realize? Because day one through five of doing a thing you've never done before is awesome. Yeah, Here we go. I've never done this. We've never had this experience. I've never tried this before. I'm back in school. I'm staying home. I mean, the same is true for stay at home moms or dads. The first week has got to be awesome. And then it stops being awesome. Yeah, until it's not. Yeah. And the same is true with book writing. I mean, I say to a lot of people, if I don't hate my book at some point, I've done something wrong because I, I genuinely hate it.
1: Well, you wonder, what writing. have I gotten myself into? What have and I done two. here? This is yeah. terrible. Yeah. No one's going
0: to... I mean, what's it feel like for you in the middle of the thing that is more than you know how to do?
1: That is when you have to, That is when you have to trust that where you began is the true thing. Ah, uh, go back to what you felt at the start. Yeah, because uh, those that was before you knew what you were getting into, right? It's such right. a sweet time, isn't is it? is its that true
0: about marriage, too? Uh, I'm pre-married, so I don't know.
1: A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. That's why it's called the honeymoon phase? Yeah, a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. 100%. If right. You, and... and yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, don't, let's don't have that deep dive into marriage. Oh, no. we're going
0: to because we just yeah. finished couples months. So I'm going to go there because I, I love you your did. family. And I so we're going to talk about did. it, but keep going. So the middle of the thing that.
1: Yeah, it's it feels you too have hard. to go to the thing that you know was true. And so I think, to, and, and you know what? That's true in marriage. What was it? How did you fall in love? What were the things yeah. that were true in, in the honeymoon season? Yeah. Both in dating and then post marriage. You know, there, there, there's a real thing to revisit. And so that is the true thing. What if God called you to that? And you know what? You know what when you know. It. Don't don't overanalyze it or second guess yourself. You know it when you know it, when you start mm-hmm. out. And so you just go back to that place, and you know what? You inhale, you exhale, you, t- you do the next right thing. You do the next let's, right let's thing. Let's get a little Emily. Emily P.
0: Freeman. Holla. Oh, gosh, don't um, you love her show? Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, her podcast is just one of my absolute favorites. Yeah,
1: and she, there's yeah, and it's that is a second mention for her today. So Really? You've already go. talked about her somewhere else? Yes, I have. Emily, uh, hope you enjoy that. That's You'll have right. to find it. <laughs> it's in an unlikely place, but it's there in the internet. I love it. Um, but yeah, you do go to the true thing. And so and I think and that's okay. It's okay to be in the place where you don't know where the, the next Whatever it is in the season that you're in, it's okay not to know. I think it's good to rest in the unknown. You know, it's the mystery. I think we resist the mystery, whether it's the mystery of God or the mystery of life or the mystery of the circumstance. There is something to be gained from all of it.
0: Yep. I resist mystery as much as I can. It's hard for me So I have to choose it mm,
1: Yeah But I think it's When you make the choice or you not sad Do you not find some satisfaction Oh every time yeah, yeah yeah It's
0: I mean it's the Abraham thing Of where God said Abraham right Where yeah. God said Pack it all up And go to the mm-hmm. land I will show you Yeah, I mean that first two days I had to be like This is cool And then they're like We don't know where we're going Yeah, and And that's a thing. That's a thing. I mean, that's got to be true. That's that's true in in dating relationships. It's got to be true in marriage. It's true with everything I do professionally. I mean, because I get so excited to dream up something new, and then we get a weekend, and I'm like, I didn't have to do this. Yeah, we could have left. I could have well enough alone. Yes.
1: Why don't we? Why can't we just leave well enough alone? Because God doesn't want us to. I mean, He's calling us to the next thing. When I think about the story of Abraham. He, he, we get to see an example of someone who stepped out in incredible faith, yeah, and then he didn't, and yeah. then he did, and then he gave his yeah. wife away, and then right? He had a baby by another woman, and you know he was he was he is such a great example of just the yo yo effect, right? Of, yeah, you know that, that tension, and, and and you know what? It sh- when we see stories like that in the Bible. It gives me great hope because there's someone in there like me, and it, yeah. and they aren't perfect. It is not that when you walk in to church on a Sunday morning and everyone is spit and oh, shine and right. looks so great, that's not reality. That's right. just what we're seeing, and that, you know we project that on other people. Why do we do that to each other? Yeah, and so you know when you have writers who are willing to go into spaces that aren't the funnest places for themselves, it's inviting us beyond the veneer, yes. of, of that of that perfect. Facade.
0: It's one of the reasons I, I love my friends who are new to the Bible or who don't read the Bible. I want to be like, just start at the beginning. They aren't as great as the people aren't as great as you think they are. Besides Jesus, everyone else is pretty bad at life at times.
1: Doesn't that give you great hope? Oh my gosh. I'm yes. so glad I'm they like, blew it.
0: I think I've messed up. Moses killed a guy, <laughs> right? Like Moses literally killed a guy Look and at David. ran away. David killed a guy because he was sleeping with his wife yeah I mean, so he, we got a
1: double dose with right, him and he right. was a man after God's own heart right. It doesn't make sense. And so why why we think we're any different right or you know, why we expect that of each other or, or ourselves yeah you know I, I think if we extended I mean, you know this, we speak to ourselves in a way that we would never speak to another mm, human being. Talk about that yeah We do not extend grace to ourselves so, so you know it doesn't even make sense when I'm saying it, but yet I do it I am yeah. cruel to myself yeah I am unkind. And so, but I would speak life over you again and again. I know that is one of your
0: strengths. That's probably why it's one of your hard spots, too. Probably. It's because you're so encouraged. You see the best. And I mean, repeatedly over the last 12 years, I've listened to you and watched you see the best in somebody and tell them, not just let it be.
1: Yeah. Well, why? I mean, why not err on that side? Why not do that for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. You're totally sinking me because that's the truth. And I mean, I think, I do think one of the things that I got to see through through processing. I mean, I I don't know about you. Writing a book is somewhat therapeutic. Uh, yeah. You really That's process. That's why you're glad it
0: doesn't come out for six months to a year after you've yeah. written it because you're like, I need some space before the world gets to know all this because that was painful to walk through. Uh, some
1: of it was. Some of it, like, it was a sock in the gut. Was it? To write. Yeah. They were like, there. I actually had to go and apologize to Tad, to my husband. Wow. I did a really. In the middle of writing? Oh, yeah. In the middle of writing. What wow. I did to help with story art, because, again, you know, I'm thinking I'm going in there writing. I'm, you know, 20 essays on yeah. whatever. And so, but it became a story arc, right? Yeah. And so, and what I, what I did to help me write, because, you know, people in my life, my sister learned things about me in this yes. book. And it's not that you withhold anything. It's just that you don't talk about every every thought that comes about in your everything. mind. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Friends who've known me for 35 years said, I didn't know that about yeah. you. And I'm like, and I would have thought they had known. Yeah. Again, it's not like you're withholding. It's just you don't, it doesn't come up, right? Yeah. And so in the writing of it, to help me carry a story through the, you know, 25 chapters, relatively short chapters, I did a timeline. And I wrote out what was going on in my real life, you know, the things outside of the writing world and the things that were going on in my writing world. And to see that parallel – side by side. I would really encourage anyone who is a creative maybe to do that or to just anyone to chart a timeline with what's going on in life and then maybe all the relational things that are wow, going on. Yeah. It was powerful. And I really saw, and this was in those clamoring years where I was really spinning my, you know, there's a chapter in the book called Hamster Wheels. And yep. that's I was a hamster on that wheel yeah. spinning it so fast. And I, I, I went to Tad and I said, I'm just sorry. I said, there was, there was a season that it, and really, it was sin. Let's call it. It was yeah. sin. I was so self-serving and so about me and so striving for things that were not really important. Yeah. And, and he was like, he is so far beyond that. And he does not hold things against me. He doesn't keep record. He didn't know what I was talking about. But I was deeply grieved because yeah. for the first time, 10 years later, I saw something I'd never seen before. And so that was, I mean, but it was great to get through it. I grieved it. And then you move on. Man, that's so interesting. When do you
0: know, so I think this happens to people all the time, that they'll have a realization later that they need to apologize for something. Yeah. When do you know to go say it? And when do you know to let it go? You know,
1: this... mm, Because I I
0: don't want people coming to me and going like, hey, I said some really terrible stuff about you in 2008. I'm sorry. I'm like, that doesn't help us.
1: You know, I think, I guess you would just really need to think about what the what is your motive in that again we mm-hmm. let's talk about motive mm-hmm. also what purpose does it serve is it something is it some breach in relationship or something god calls us to reconciliation yeah. he is a god of unity a god of love a god of forgiveness reconciliation if there is something that's not reconciled, I think that's important to get right. Yeah. But also if you recognize that, you know, you just confess it and move on. I don't you're right. Everything doesn't need the apology. But it's
0: your, if it's your husband, that makes tons of sense. Of yeah. like, hey, we're in this for another 50 years. We've been in it for 30 or whatever, How yeah. long y'all been married. Good
1: Lord, we're gonna be married for 80 years because I'm gonna you be i am I'm gonna live I'm gonna live a long time. You're long gonna life. live a long
0: time? <laughs> yeah. But I but so I think, man, in those relationships that you want to be long term or that are long term, anytime you come up with a way to apologize, it's probably Right.
1: You know, if it, is it bringing you closer together? Is it serving a greater good? I think when you look at the—will it, it be—what wh- will happen if I don't? Yeah, you Maybe you look at the backside of, yeah. you know, is it really necessary? And so—and plenty of things are not. In yes. that case, it was so eye-opening. Yeah, There was no—whether or not he needed it, I needed to do that. Yeah, that's and right. And so—because I am in it for the long haul with this yeah. fella. Yeah. <laughs> my college sweetheart. Yeah, that's right.
0: It was college, right? Yeah. And y'all have three kids. Yes. What do the kids think about the book? They
1: are so proud of their mom. Yeah. And How they, old are they now? Oh, this is crazy. Rachel is twenty-seven. Okay. Thomas, Married? No. Okay. Living in dinner. In dinner. She's living, eating dinner. Yeah. Denver. She's out okay. in Denver. She is working for an, orga- uh, an organization that serves the urban poor. Okay. But she is getting ready to walk away from that, to go to school full-time, to get her master's in counseling. Wow. And she's tired of being in school. Yeah. So that's what it's going to take to get through the next next school year. Yeah. And then my middle kiddo, Thomas, is 25. He's in Chattanooga. Yeah. And he's working in finance for a large insurance company okay. there. And then the baby, who is a Georgia grad. Yes, good odds. Uh, the only one in the family. And he's in Atlanta working.
0: Okay. And y'all are still in Macon?
1: We're still we're still in Macon, Georgia. Yeah.
0: Because you were, when we met, you were in Chattanooga. Right. And then y'all moved down to Macon.
1: Right. We've been there six years now. Can you believe that much time has passed? Yeah, I can't believe it. Going on seven.
0: Yeah. Hey, friends, just interrupting the show to tell you about our sponsor today. And it is one of our favorites here in the office, Liquid IV. You guys know we've been talking about it a lot. We love the Hydration Multiplier here in the office. But have you heard how much I love their latest project, the Energy Multiplier? No kidding. This is what I say around the office. When I put the Energy Multiplier in my water bottle, I feel like the kid on Home Alone running around the house. (laughs) I feel like I get all the energy in the world. It tastes amazing, just like their lemon-lime flavor. And you just mix it in water, and it gives you sustained energy boost with no crash. And here's one of the things I love most about Liquid IV. They're on a mission to change the world. They've donated 2 million servings to date to places like Haiti, Uganda, Puerto Rico, and Nepal. And with each purchase you make, Liquid IV donates a serving to someone in need around the world. Do good and feel good. Yes, we are about that. So Liquid IV's cellular transport technology delivers an optimal ratio of nutrients for more efficient uptake. Enhanced rapid absorption into the bloodstream gives you a lasting energy boost and fast. I'm telling y'all, it is legit. Power your mornings, fuel long days at work, and provide a boost for those tough workouts. And they have clean ingredients, which I'm really grateful for. Non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten dairy, and soy. And if you're a flying person like me, convenient, TSA-friendly, single-serving packets are perfect for travel. So, you guys, you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code ThatSoundsFun at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order on Liquid IV's website. Just go to liquidiv.com and enter promo code ThatSoundsFun to save 25% and get better hydration and energy. That's liquidiv.com, promo code, that sounds fun. Don't wait. Start fueling your adventures today. Man, the apology thing is so interesting to me because I I am not in a long-term partnership currently Mm -hmm. uh, yet, I like to say, because I'm not married yet. I don't have to process that kind of... Apology conversation yeah. But I do have friends That I'm like Oh man When I'm looking back On how that whole thing Turned out last year I bet I handled that wrong I should just say something
1: You know If it's if it's continuing To, to stay You know some If it's taking up residence In you somewhere, yeah. You probably should deal With it on some level I've got one of those That I'm dealing with right now Yeah I don't have the wisdom To know how to deal With it right now mm. And so I think When you don't have the wisdom Like I, when I tell you I don't want to get in front of God On some of these things I mean it Yeah because I've done it that way. Listen, I'm old enough that I have done it that way plenty of times. Yeah, really don't want to. I don't want to do it that way. Yeah, anymore. And so I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I know that God calls me to reconciliation. I know that there are some relationships that need boundaries. Yeah. So everything doesn't need a place of reopening, maybe a wound or a relationship. Every yeah. every relationship doesn't. But if you know that there's been some transgression, I think you know in your heart if. If it's not going away, you might need to deal with that. Yeah. And then if you forget it, that's great. That means that's you move right. on. Yeah. And
0: I think there's something to trust if God keeps bringing something back you to know. you and have the people in your life, like a counselor or a husband or a friend who can who you go like, should I go apologize to this person for this? Like have somebody bounce it off of. And you I know what's think. great?
1: is like in the particular instance that I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm laboring through it. Yeah. I have some people in my life who are speaking life into it, who yeah. are detached from the situation and who can really... You know they love me. They're yeah. for me. They are not. Uh, they are not going to blow air at my skirt. They're yeah. gonna. They're really going to tell me the thing. And so I listen to that. And sometimes I act on it. And sometimes I don't. But sometimes I'm getting a little bit, a little bit better about waiting, yeah. and just and waiting for whatever I need to wait for. And you yeah, know, until it's time to just move on or move in.
0: Yeah. Oh, move on or move in. Yeah. That's good. I I had to move on from one a couple of years ago. And I remember finally a pastor just said, "Hey, you've done everything you could do." Yeah, they you you can't fix this. You broke it too good and <laughs> mm. you've said all the things and you can't fix it anymore. And they yeah. don't want to be in a relationship with you. You have to let it go. And I needed it was horrible, but wow. I needed a voice to say you can stop. You've you you broke it. You tried to fix it. You apologized. Now you can stop.
1: Sometimes you need permission. You need that outside voice. Just yeah. extend again, it's a grace thing. I think it's just like giving you the grace to you've done you've done all the things. yes. And now just move on. And now move on. That's the right
0: thing to do. Right. It's hard, though. Okay, can we talk about marriage for a minute? Yeah. Tell me what I don't know about finding a spouse. So many of our friends are listening. They want, I mean, your kids are all looking. Yeah. So what are you saying to them? We have so many
1: 27-year-old girls who are listening. What are you saying to your daughter? Listen, I want to say, if you are 27 and looking, that's not a bad place to be. Yeah. You know, because especially in in the world today, it's a different world than it was when I got married, thirty. 32 years ago. Yes. Long, long, well done. Long time. That is
0: so many Christmases with someone. Well done. Um.
1: Oh, That's my amazing. gosh. Why did you have to phrase it that way? It's amazing. Yeah, but it, it, it really is. It's,
0: it, it's like yesterday and
1: forever. You've you know? known
0: Tad longer with him than you've known your life without
1: him. Yeah, I remember when I noticed that. You yeah. Know? And so what I would say is l- this time has served you. You lived a life. You have been gaining experiences, wisdom. You're learning what. L- listen, if you're in marriage for the long haul, it's not a bad thing for it to be a later in life thing. And it's, you know what I love about you, Annie, is that you're so candid about that being a desire of your heart. Yeah. You know, there you don't... to, to s- I'm not going to miss out because people didn't know. That's yeah. the
0: truth. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> I love it. That's but not going to be the story. I
1: think that's great to, to acknowledge that because, I, you know, I know in the case with my kids, you know, they imagine doing life with a partner. They uh-huh, do. Uh-huh. And so I think it serves you. But if you're in it for... Uh, some people go into marriage without the value of it mattering without you wanting it to be a life thing, right? Mm. But if that's important to you, I think it is reasonable to wait and to be sure. And in today's world, that is more normal than what I did. Yeah, yeah. And so it can be hard. I mean, you know, I think, and I think about, well, so, it, and I think about this in the context of my kids. What if, yeah. what if that doesn't end up being the case for them? Yeah. And and I actually told my um one of my kids, I said, you know, I would grieve that for you because I know it's a desire for you. Yeah. But I also think you're fully whole apart from that. That's yeah. not a defining thing. Yeah. I know it's I know it's something you value and you think you want. Yeah. But if I trust God in this, then I know that he's got your best mm-hmm. interest at heart. And so, you know, we want to speed it. Like I want it for the people who want it. Yeah. And for the good reasons. But yeah. I, I will tell you, marriage is hard. Yeah. Um, it is You know, you look at people and some of them just look like it's so perfect and it's done so easy. easy. I wonder if that's the case for anyone. Mm. And so it's worth waiting. And I will tell you, we've had low points in marriage. And we have had the points in marriage where I understand, and I'm I'm not talking about an abusive situation, okay? Mm -hmm. That is an – you know, I want to speak to the person who has been damaged um, emotionally or otherwise – I can't speak to that. I don't understand yeah. that experience, but I do know that marriage can be difficult. I believe that we have an enemy who is always and only Let's against go. us. That's right. And the attack within the family is a way to have repercussions across generations. Yes. And many people. It's mm-hmm. not touching two people. It's touching all the people. Those two people touch. Those yep. two people touch. I understand what it why there are times in marriage even and I'm not even talking about infidelity I'm talking about where things are just going south and you are just out of kilter How does that
0: happen is it just like mm. uh you disagree We're so... on something that doesn't come back together or it's just been 6 weeks since you had a real conversation like what does it look like when there's not an explosion
1: well, I would say that's probably you know more the case for someone like me than not cuz we don't we aren't fighters Yeah um, it is you know almost like my wandering you know that my spiritual desert yeah. i would say that the low points in my marriage have been a slow burn
0: yeah it
1: hasn't been one thing it has been a series of things and keep in mind you know as i've told you i'm a pleaser you know yeah. I'm, I'm a a pleaser a recovering pleaser and i don't think that serves you in marriage right because it's not very honest you yeah. you tend to not confront you don't deal with the issues You sweep them under the rug. And so that means what? They're still there and they get lumpy Mm -hmm. and you trip over them. Uh And so, what I have learned about marriage and what I am thankful for, it's the long game. Yeah. It's the long game. And you know what? It's worth it, even the hard parts. And you will get, most people will get to a point where they understand why they would want to walk away, Mm -hmm. um, where it's that bad. And and again, not for the big. A reasons. lot of us
0: have figured.
1: Oh, a lot of us have felt that because we've broken up, <laughs> right, right. So, but you know, but for the one who is not at the place where it's it's at that place where yeah. it's still where you still can recover from it, there is a other side to it. And yeah, if you remember something about it, you know your your spouse is not the, the your spouse is for you. It may not feel like it, but you are on the same team. Yeah even when it feels like you aren't. Yeah. And so if you can just hold on for the long, I mean for the if if you'll just hold on, there is a other side to that. Again, I'm and not that's talking That's true
0: in all sorts of things besides marriage.
1: Absolutely. I, I, be- I believe that in relationships. I believe yeah. that in dynamics.
0: In work? Yeah. In in your health journey, in how you treat your body and how you yeah. treat your people, if you will get to the other, your church. I mean, that's one of the things we, mm-hmm. I just, we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago with propaganda and his wife that Scott Saul's one time said when our church was going through such a hard time, I said, tell me why we stay. Why do you mm. stay in a church when things get really hard? And he said, when you stay is when you grow up.
1: You know, I will tell you that's, you'll see that's, that. That's part of my story in the book. And yeah, we ultimately left, but that was after. Four and a half I years, remember. yeah, it was, yeah. It, and that was, and that was my struggle. You know, i i I processed so much inter- internally in that when uh, when I had a church situation that my approximation was it wasn't a healthy situation, yeah. right? Yeah. And there were some real things that went down that I didn't agree with, that I couldn't reconcile that right. that really were part of. My story. So yeah. it was, they didn't, they only contributed. They they weren't the cause of, of what was going on with me, but they were yeah. part of what was going yeah. on with me. There's a time to leave. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, and again, with my story, it's a little complicated because I wasn't seeking God necessarily in it. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't real and it wasn't yeah. a problem. Yeah. I think the way things went down well, you I, mean, I don't want it to make it about me. It's not about me. This is about, you know, who all is listening. There is a no, time it's to not stay. You. It's you're,
0: you're the one sitting here with me. Yeah. But there's a t- there is a
1: time to stay and yeah. to work through it and to grow up. Yeah. And to really, it's not a, it's I mean, to not make it about yourself, to really try to be objective and to look at this thing yeah. and say, is this a thing or is it a not? And guess what? Sometimes it's a thing and sometimes it's best to move on. Yeah. Would you th- say that more
0: often in your life you've persevered versus walking away?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's why I think
0: that I think I think you're 100% right. There are times to walk away. Y'all did it. I've done it before from relationships from a church from a, you know, a job. I mean, you know, this is my second career, right? But what I've learned is that nine out of 10 times, I should stay one more day.
1: Yeah, well, it's worth it. I mean, what's look at the downside? You know, and and I play this game, you know, you try to take something to the nth degree. Yeah. You don't look at what the repercussion is today or tomorrow, but what is it a year from now? What is it five years from now? That happens in marriage. You know, what is the decision to leave? You know, what does it look like today? What does it look like tomorrow? What does it look like five years from now? What does it look like when your kids? are off at college? What does it look like when they get married? What does it it look like at Christmas? Yeah. And all the things that you're inviting in, that grass is not greener. Man, I think that
0: could be true for so many of my friends that are in a relationship with God and Uh. they want to walk away.
1: Okay. Uh, Picture five years from
0: now without being close to Him. Picture 10 years from now without being close to God. I, I don't want to.
1: Uh, you know, and I, I, I've i kind of lived it a little bit, you know, and it yeah. wasn't totally without God, but, and I never played that game. I never yeah. did that mental exercise. Yeah. It's such a healthy... That's
0: so healthy. I'd never thought of it before. Yeah,
1: to, to play it out, but... Oh, man, he doesn't want you to wait that long. But you know yeah. what? If it takes that long, he's waiting.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. You
1: know, it's like we can do this. We can do this the hard way. Or we can do this my way. <laughs> that's right. And so sometimes we choose the hard way. You right. know, that's on us.
0: Yeah, man. It's also been true that sometimes God way, God's way for me has been the hard way.
1: Mm-hmm. And that is oh. just true,
0: right? Yeah. Well, you
1: know, what do you learn? You learn that's from That's the pain. wandering
0: thing, right? For all who wonder. I mean, sometimes the wandering is from God and sometimes it's to God.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the thing that I've learned, like as as I wrote that book, when I think about the my story of faith, and as I as I've talked to so many people, it's it has blown me away. the res, The response to the book yeah. has blown me away. And it's sweet. Yeah, I don't know what I expected. Yeah, but it is above and beyond yeah. what I anticipated. And and the and the thing is to help people look at something with new eyes. Yeah. So to to reframe wandering not as a negative thing, but if that's what it takes, if that is the bridge for you to return to God, then your wandering serves you well.
0: Yeah, you know. Right. But we
1: often think like you know, you you you, everything can come into question when you're in that place. You don't trust your faith. You don't trust belief. You don't you don't know what to trust really, and it's because you've taken your eyes off the prize, you've taken wow. your eyes off Christ. And so I mean, I know that for me I was looking at a lot of different things that were demanding my attention. Yeah. And part I was in pain. You know, I had void in my life. So that was getting my attention. And when I was attending all of those things, when I was attending my ego, yeah. when I was attending my pride, I wasn't looking at God. And yeah. so, you know, that's my story. You know, slowly you're still performing well. You're still checking all the boxes. You right. still look like the thing, but you really aren't the thing. Yeah. So
0: Man, that's so easy to do in 2020.
1: Oh, everything I mean, is demanding our attention. Yeah. It is a sparkly world. And
0: we know how to perform. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a—to me, sometimes people that are of faith, public people of faith are better at performing than people who aren't of our, our faith.
1: I think that is so— Unfortunately. It's, it's It's unfortunate, but it's also we do that to our people of faith who are in a position of influence, right? We put people on pedestals. We expect perfection. We demand things of those people. And it's so unfair. When you, you are in a tenuous position, when you are... When you have considerable influence, like I look at you, your influence has grown through the years. You know, you don't know it, but I'm praying for you you. because you're a friend of mine and I've gotten to see an evolution of career that is really fun. I got to see you in the early days and I got to see you want something and I got to see it come to be. But, you know, you're also in a tough position because people are watching you and you're going to, your walk will influence others. Also, your vulnerability influences others because it lets people into places that maybe, we haven't been allowed into not just with Annie, but with others. With, with others, yeah, yeah. But it's also I think we have to we have to be careful about that. I think we need to check how we treat people. And I'm not talking about treating people kindly or well. I'm yeah. talking about putting them in a position, a, a godlike position. Ugh, oh, yeah. Because Listen.
0: they're one mistake, they're one no. thing away from yeah.
1: And they they become our idols. Yeah, and so that is. Um, that that grieves me when I see it. It grieves. That is a thing that grieves me. But I, you know, we were all are worshiping something. Yes. Is it God or is it everything else? There's yes. a, there's a lot of things to worship. Yeah. Oh, everything. I mean, one of our
0: ugh, everyone's yelling at their phone or their speaker now because they are remembering, <laughs> and I'm not. I think it was Clay Scroggins who said, "Everything is a drug. Yeah, everything's a drug, and everything's an idol. Yeah. We can absolutely put anything that will make me feel a little bit better today is what I will turn toward. Right. And that is a
1: scary and way to live. Is that the path of least resistance? You know, when God, if God is good, if God is who He says it He is, if we want to spend eternity with Him, yeah, then why don't you know? I, I don't. I, I guess it's a path of least resistance. Our our world is present. We can see it. We can feel it. Yeah. You know, we're living in it. And you know, I, I wonder why do we make the choices we do? And why do we? Yeah. It's just too easy. The easy ones are easy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. But then the ones. The better way is the better way. Yeah, there's no getting around that. I mean, I've I've lived it, and so like as I'm as I'm sitting here in this place, I know like I see how God has used this thing, this wandering, the questions, my unbelief. I see how He's used that in my life, and so I don't fear it anymore. Now that I've looked at it, this is just what He uses for. This is what is my lot in faith, and it's something that. It actually draws me to God. The mystery yeah. of God draws me to him. But also this tension between belief and unbelief holds, holds my feet to him. How do you teach that
0: to your kids, especially at this point where they're fully baked? They're out.
1: You know, I, th- I think most of that has been done. Yeah. Now the the thing that and I grieve this to some degree, Annie, you can't relive your life, right? You no, can't go back can't and, either, right? and change the things. Right. You know, I know I think people do the best they can in season or you yeah. know, giving people the benefit of that doubt. And so in parenting, you know, my, my kids were in formative years when I was really struggling spiritually. Yeah. They saw us going to church every week. They you know, I feel like I lived this one life in South Carolina where oh my Goodness, I was the poster child for Christianity. You know, wow. you do everything right. Your your children, their first words are scripture. Right, memory. right, 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 right. You know, the only songs that were on my radio were Christian radio, yeah. and um, that's all. It they were immersed in it. And then we go to this new place, and things get off kilter pretty fast. Yeah, in and, Chattanooga. Yeah, yeah. And it was um, still our family. You know, it was still very clear that God was front and center for our yeah. family but I know how I was struggling and that I wasn't communicating. Like I see some of the ways that families do faith in today's world. I wasn't doing those things. I didn't have a, you know, there weren't, there wasn't an aim. There wasn't, like I think about you sitting with your mom and going through Beth Moore Bible studies, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. you know, and the things that gave you a love for the Lord. I wasn't doing those things in that season. And so sometimes uh, my kids will argue with me. They will
0: Mom, they, they don't great. Mom, yeah. we love God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. and actually, this has been eye-opening for them because they they were kids when I was right. living this, right? And they were clueless. Like, they had no idea right. that I was really struggling and hurting in so many places. But I think, and this would land both with my children, but also with friends, people in my life. You know, this goes for any of us who are listening right now. What you can do to encourage the person who may be wandering or asking questions, is give them the space to ask the questions. And yeah. don't be offended. Don't be defensive.
0: And you don't have to have an answer.
1: You don't have to fix that. Yeah. They are asking. I, I didn't admit this to anyone. But when I did, I, I didn't want it fixed. I just yeah. needed the freedom to air it, to get it out of out of my head and heart. Yeah. And as soon as you get it out, it. I mean, the strength of that begins to be diffused as soon as I think yeah. you name it. Yeah. it. It was for me, right? And so I think there's a lot of freedom and walking this out with someone else. I mean, you didn't really ask that. But when I yeah. look at my children, as I look at, you want them to own their faith. I don't want them. I do not want them to have a faith because it honors us. I don't want them to have a as faith. As their parents. Yeah. yeah. Right. As their parents. I'm speaking strictly in terms of my kids and yeah. us. Um, I want it to be their own. I want them. And I want them to come to it all in a, in a true and real way. Yeah. And so that's not exterior. It doesn't come from the outside. Right. And, you know, it's a work of the Holy Spirit. And so that's what I pray over them. You know that, Do you it, still
0: pray for your kids as much now in their 20s as you did when they were little?
1: Um, not, no, no, not, no. I feel like I should. And so there's, you know, there you go. But it is with, I pray scripture over them in a way yeah. that I didn't because I see so much truth in that. That's what I want for them.
0: And you see them as adults now.
1: Yeah, and they... And they like, and that's that's a little bit dangerous because the prop the the issues that happen with older kids are bigger issues. Yeah, these are no longer skint knees and hurt feelings. Right, you know it is. It's very real um, consequences to life choices. Yeah. yeah, and so you know I still pray for their mates. Yeah, I still pray for their hearts, and that. But more than anything, I pray that they know God. Yeah, you know I want them to know God in a way that He is real to them. Yeah. And it changes their lives. And, you know, and one thing, you know, I was I have um, binge listened podcast for months now. Just, you know, all the people that I get to join and partner with us as we promote this, this the work of For All Who Wander. And I have heard Beth, our friend Beth, multiple times over the past couple of weeks. She's
0: she's been on everybody's show. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because she's chasing. She's chasing vines. And so but what I love about a friend like Beth and how she has, and she's not really my friend, but yeah, you know, you know, she's mine. my my BFF. Yeah, that's right. Um, in smart heart, she is. Yeah, she points me to Jesus in yeah. a way that I don't want more of Beth. I want more of Jesus. Yeah, and that's you know, I long for my children to want more of Jesus, and yeah. I hope, like I hope, in some way, like this season for me now, yeah, kind of redeem some of what I didn't do. Yeah, because I want Jesus now. I want I. You know, they know I'm excited, excited about pointing people to him, that I'm behind the words in this book. Yeah. You know, he's front and center. Yeah. You know, it's a story of redemption. And Yeah.
0: Talk about the word redeem. What does it mean? That may be a word that some of our friends don't ah, know.
1: Yeah, it's a very Christian word. Because it is. It?
0: But I mean, we redeem our tickets at Chuck E. Cheese for a prize.
1: Yeah. But that's not really how we use it in our faith. You know, it, I guess how I use it is it takes something that was broken and it makes it beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a a great theological uh, definition, but for me, you know, I look at we have these things that happen in our lives, Uh and they are hard and hurtful things at times, both to ourselves, destructive to to self, and sometimes destructive to others. And for God to take a broken thing and to do something with it, you know, a refining work in my work, in my life, and then give me opportunity to steward an experience to encourage someone else and. And, it, you know, we you talk about, you know, you hope you reach. We aren't responsible for who our words yes, reach. Yes. But guess what? It is a, such a blessing back. It's a paycheck back when you hear the stories from people and what your words and your experience, yeah. your hard-earned experience. It was, you know, we are bought with a price. You know, yeah. as a believer, Jesus paid a price for us, something that God required of us. But our words cost us something. Yeah. You know, there was, there was a cost to that. And so when you see what it's done in another life, whether it's a kid of mine or a friend of mine, yeah, what better thing is that? You know, that is the hard work, that is the broken thing, made beautiful. Yeah,
0: I love the idea of people making better choices than I made because they read my stories. Yeah, I just think, yeah, that'll teach the enemy, right? Like, right? Yeah, he 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 may have gotten a foothold with me. Yeah. But not anymore with me and not with my friends who know the stories. Yeah. I just think we're going to win in the end. It may have cost me a little bit, but we will win in the end.
1: And that is, I mean, that's redemption to me.
0: Oh, man, I love it. Yeah, because I can't go back and repeat my 23rd Mm. year Mm. on this planet, but I can sure help a 22-year-old.
1: Yes, you can. Do their 23rd year better. And don't you love it? Don't you get into, don't you get, don't you love taking what you've learned and influencing alive and not because yes. I mean it's just it's like it's it was worth it.
0: Yes. Well that's why I think people yeah. should be leading in their churches, teaching mm. the you know the high schoolers should be volunteering down in the kindergarten class. Yeah. And if you are playing soccer at a college level, you should be coaching a middle school team and there is you there is someone who is younger than you.
1: Uh, Even if
0: it's a day younger than you in your faith. Yeah. You've got something you have got something for the people that are coming up behind you.
1: And and you know people need to hear that. We need to hear it on both ends. We need to be we need to recognize that we have something to offer. I yes. think one of the, um, with Rachel, with my daughter, in, uh-huh. this, in this organization that she works for with, again, with the urban poor, is the language is very steaming language that they use. Mm-hmm. And so they have leaders. Leaders are the people who are the people who are in poverty, walking out of poverty. Yeah. I love that language because it values it values these people. Coaches yeah. are the people who, who are the staff members, yeah. right? And so what that means is that the leader has, the person in poverty has, a great thing to offer their coach and, yeah. and you know the other people, and I think when you begin to put a steaming language on on all of our where we are in life, I think that teach that somehow that 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 change that something mental happens, yeah. and so you realize you do have something to give. Yes. We need to know that we we all have something to give, and so you know. Everyone who's listening does have someone in front of them and someone behind them. Yes. And there is something to be gained by reaching out, you know, in front of and behind. If you've Um,
0: got 20 people following you on Instagram, you you are discipling more than Jesus' disciples, you know?
1: Wow. Now that is crazy. If you have 12 or more,
0: (laughs) yeah, if you have 13 plus— You, are, you have the opportunity to disciple people.
1: And look what, they, they turn the world upside down, right? Yeah.
0: I just think, I you know, I partner with Christian Appalachian Project, and they call the people they help um, participants. Yeah. Because they're like, you have a piece to play in this too. And I just think that is so brilliant. Language matters so, it, so much. It does.
1: And so choose your
0: words carefully. That's right. Yeah. For all who wander, not wonder. Yes. You did it. You chose it carefully. Yeah. I just love this book. Thank you for writing it and making the time to do it. I just think very highly of you. Uh, well, it's thank beautiful. you so much for
1: having me and for sharing yes, the work. Yeah, Is, is there anything for... we didn't talk about you want to talk about? How about your love life? <laughs> Let's turn the tables okay. on to Annie. What are, you, what are you willing to share?
0: I'm willing to share
1: that... Yeah, I really actually want to know.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm willing to share that I'm trying. Yeah. I'm not in a situation where I don't get to try. Yeah. I don't know who I marry, but I... I'm still really hopeful that that's a part of my story. Yeah. So I'm trying. I'm out there. I'm going on dates. I'm meeting people. I'm committing things to people. Committing to relationships, (laughs) given the chance.
1: Yeah. I'm trying. Okay. I love it. What What else? What What do you want to know? I am not
0: hope. I the other day I said I'm not hope filled, but I'm hopeful. Yeah. I think that I don't. I'm not like buzzing like look everything's going to be perfect. I mean I recognize. That it isn't, and that life doesn't work like that. But I'm not hope low, and I'm not hopeless.
1: No, so love that. That's fantastic. Okay, so last
0: thing I get to ask you,
1: yes, because the show is called. That sounds fun. Yeah, tell me what you do for fun. Well. I had a guilty pleasure just <gasps> recently. Yes, so okay. we were. Okay, so you work hard writing a book, right? Yes. And you want a little reward at the Always. end. Always, yeah. So I accidentally got a groupon for a facial and a massage. Atta a girl. So that is my like that is a very guilty pleasure. I have all the guilt when I do that kind yeah. of indulgent Why? thing. Oh, just because it's like oh, I could have fed people with the money that I use for this massage. But let me tell you okay. what that was soul care. That's right. <laughs> I don't care how you slice it. That was That's fun. Right. And then my favorite um, thing is my kids are scattered. So yeah. you know I'm in Middle Georgia. I have, yeah. a, I have one kid in Georgia, one in Tennessee, one in Colorado. And so my favorite thing is to just share time and space with them when Tad and I can be with our kids. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter what we're doing. It's going to be good. Yeah. You shared a sweet picture of the five of y'all yeah. at
0: Christmas, and I just yeah. loved it. I was like, oh, everybody's home. Yeah.
1: That, you know, you really learn the value of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. I love you, friend. Okay. Love grateful you for too. you. Thank you.
0: Oh, friends, don't you love her? She's just smart and fun and wise. And hey, don't forget that we have a little video clip over on YouTube because I had a couple more questions for Robin. I want to make sure you see those too. So head over to youtube.com slash Annie F Downs TSF. Like that sounds fun. Annie F Downs TSF. And that is where you can watch all the YouTube videos that we are doing with our guests that come into the studio. Make sure you grab a copy of Robin's new book for all who wander and give her a follow on Instagram and Twitter, all the places toward. her thanks for being on the show. If you need anything else from me, I'm embarrassingly easy to find. You know it, you know it is true. Annie F Downs, Instagram, Twitter, all the places that is how you can find me. I think that's it for me today. Friends, go out and do something that sounds fun to you and I'll do the same. And we'll see you back here on Monday. Y'all have a great weekend.